turn with me to 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23. 1 Peter 1, verse 23. 1 Peter 1, verse 23. Have you got it? <clears throat> I want you to read, read it with me, okay? Let's do it together. Since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and abiding word of God. You have been born again, not of perishable, but of imperishable seed. You are born of God's word. You are born of God's word. The same word that Mary received, you're born of that same word. Mary received a word from the Holy Spirit and she was pregnant. The Bible says the Holy Spirit overshadowed her, right? And she delivered a baby. You are pregnant with God's word. Oh, ho, 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 ho. You are pregnant with God's word. Everything that you need, everything that you desire is in that word. That's why, that's why Romans chapter 8, it says, If God has given us, if he did not spare his own son, how will he not graciously give us all things with him? Did, you know, we, we don't get this. We don't get this, that the most precious thing to God was not giving you a land, was not giving you that job, was not giving you that purpose. The most precious thing that God gave to you was His Son. So precious. So precious. And Paul's argument is, if He did not spare His own Son for you, how will He not graciously give us all things? All things. You have all things with Christ. You have all things with Christ. So you are born again, not of the perishable, but of the imperishable seed, which is the living and abiding word of God. Every seed produces of its own kind. Apple seed will produce an apple tree. A mango seed will produce a mango tree. A seed which is of the word of God will produce of its own kind. You are born of God. Amen. You are born of God. Amen. Now you no longer, you no longer identify with Adam because you're not born of flesh. You're born of God. Amen. You're born of God. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Okay, let's read another word. Verse First uh, John chapter five verse four. First John chapter five verse four. For everyone, how many? Everyone, okay? For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. Are you born of God? Yes. Then you can overcome the world. Amen. Are you born of God? 
then you can overcome the world. Everyone who is born of God overcomes the world. It doesn't say overcome heaven. It says overcomes the world. The translation is taken from the Greek word which is equivalent to saying cosmos. For everyone who is born of God has overcome the cosmos. Are you born of God? You can overcome the cosmos. Then what is this little atmosphere that you're fighting to overcome? You are born of God's word and you're born of God to overcome the cosmos. Can you understand? To overcome the cosmos. And we are still struggling with the small business. We are still struggling with the small things that we need to overcome. You have the potential to overcome the cosmos. You have the potential to overcome the cosmos. I'm not saying Jesus has a potential. You have the potential to overcome the cosmos because you are born of the same word. You're born of the same word. You have the potential to overcome the cosmos. The next line it says, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. What is the victory that has overcome the world? Our faith. Say with me, our faith is the victory. Our faith is the victory. Meaning, you have the potential to overcome the world because you're born of God. And how do you make that happen is by faith. Your faith is the victory. The moment you have faith, you have overcome the world. Amen. It's not a progressive thing. Just like that. By faith. By faith, you have overcome the world. Read the next verse. Who is it that overcomes the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the son of God? So when we say that it's by faith you have overcome the world, what is this faith? This faith that Jesus is the son of God. Now my question, how does your faith in Jesus being the son of God help you overcome the world? How does your faith in Jesus being the son of God help you overcome the world? Because he began, verse 4 began, begins by, for everyone who is born of God overcomes the world. Faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Then he says, what is this faith? The faith to believe that Jesus is the son of God. How do they all align? How many of you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? Okay, you believe Jesus is the Son of God? Do you believe that Jesus has overcome the world? Yes. Now, if you put Jesus in the circumstances that you're going through, do you think he'll be victorious in everything? Absolutely. Do you have any doubt? Sure. With your families, Jesus will be a great Husband, great father, great mother, great wife, great brother, great sister. Do you think? Or Jesus will be still struggling saying, this is difficult. <laughs> do 
Do you think Jesus can do it effortlessly? Right? So can you. The revelation that Jesus is the Son of God, that the revelation that you have in Jesus is the Son of God, it should be like a mirror image for you. So what you believe about Jesus is true about you. Because Jesus is the prototype. He's the prototype. 2 Corinthians 5.17 For we are new creation. All those who are in Christ, we are a new creation. You're a new creation. You are made in the image of Christ. Your Christ is the prototype. Now the thing is, you don't know who you are. Do you? So you need to see a prototype. He is a prototype. So if Jesus can do something, then you can do it. The struggle that we have, we are limited by our mindset. We have the potential within us. We are born of God. The Holy Spirit is within us. The potential is to overcome the world. But what is limiting us is our mindset. It's the same mindset that the children of Israel had when they were moving from Egypt to the promised land. The mindset was blocking them. You can't. You can't overcome these giants. You can't. That's the mindset. It's a slave mindset. Did they have the potential? Of course they had the potential. They had God with them. But the mindset was preventing them. So how do you defeat this mindset is by seeing Jesus as the son of God in your situations. The problem is when we talk about Jesus as the son of God, the only picture that we have is Jesus sitting at the right hand of God has no correlation with my life. But if you can put Jesus in your own shoes and see how victorious he is, you will be victorious because that's how you are supposed to walk. That's why it says faith is the victory that overcomes the world. So can Jesus do it? Then you can do it. You have no excuse. You can do it. But pastor, I tried, I failed. That's fine, but you still can do it. I tried again and I failed. That's okay, but you still can do it. I'd rather believe in the word than put my trust in my experience. I heard the story. One of the eggs of an eagle got accidentally dropped in a chicken, chicken farm. So when the eaglet hatched, he was in the chicken farm. So all that he saw were the chickens around him. So he thought he was a chicken. So he talked like a chicken, he spoke like a chicken, he behaved like a chicken, he even flew like a chicken. He'd fly three feet high and he was happy. Yay! So there was this one, once, you know, there was this eagle that was flying so high. And these eagles have like eagle eye, you know, very uh, sharp vision. They say that they can see as... They can see a tiny thing 
in a huge football field they can they can spot a tiny thing their vision is really powerful microscopic so the eagle flies and he sees this eagle that is with the chickens they're like what's what's going on so he comes down and he comes to this eagle and says hey what's up hey what's up what are you doing here what do you mean what am i doing here this is my home so the eagle tells this guy hey you're not a chicken you're an eagle why are you behaving like one he said what are you what are you talking about this was where i was born this was where i was brought up this is what i have been trained to do i'm a chicken eagle says no you're not so this eagle tries to convince this eagle and says how about we try this i can tell you that if you take off you can overcome the fence of the chicken farm and fly high so this one says okay if you say so let me try so what does he do he prepares himself for the take off and takes all the energy to run and he runs but he is not able to take off and overcome the fence and he looks at the other eagle and says i told you i'm not a i'm not an eagle i'm a chicken this is exactly what happens with us jesus came to tell us as much as he came to tell us how good and how loving the father is he came to tell us what it means to be human we think we know what it means to be human we don't jesus came to tell you what it means to be human you are born in his image so whatever you see in the life of jesus you can do it you can do it the only thing that stops us is our mindset that's why in our journey with jesus in this relationship with jesus we see what jesus is doing and we can imitate that's why ephesians 5 paul says imitate him as children as dear children why should you imitate because we still don't know the possibilities of from our life we still we are so limited we are so limited in our thinking have you heard of chat gpt yes. chat gpt is a technology is a is an ai technology so if you go to that technology and you say hey write me a song on the cross say, write me a worship song on the cross within seconds it will write you a new fresh song completely new the computer is so powerful to do it and then you say okay uh i i want to write a love letter to my wife could you do that in seconds fresh not copied from anywhere technology has become so creative so powerful that it can create stuff and we are all thinking wow so amazing and we are scared that we lose our jobs if we as humans can be impressed 
by what humans have created. You're not getting this. We as humans, if we can be impressed by what humans have created, then how much more should we be impressed by what God has created? We don't know our potential yet. We are so limited by our mindset. We're living in a time, if computers take over, they'll take over all our jobs. Now what would you need? You need something from another dimension. Another dimension. Another reality. You are born of God. Any problem that you see in the world is there so that you can solve it by God solutions. Godly solutions. God-given wisdom. You are born of God, you have to overcome the world. The potential is within you. And by faith, you overcome the world. By faith. Amen. Can you imagine the possibilities of what we could do with the Holy Spirit? The possibilities. We are so amazed at these AI things and God in heaven would be like guys only if you knew who you were so much potential Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 says we are God's masterpieces chat GPT was not God's masterpiece you are you are God's masterpiece Think about all the hidden features that are still there. <laughs> you need to search it out. <laughs> Amen. So how do you overcome the world? By faith. By faith. See, when you're walking in this physical reality, when you're walking, right, you need vision. If your vision, if you don't have vision, you'll bump into things. So, nobody walks with their eyes closed, at least if they are sane and if they have eyes. Does anybody do that? See, I've tried, okay? Uh, I, I've tried closing my eyes and walking because I love praying, walking, and I love closing my eyes, but it never works. I bump into things. Uh, so, if you are walking in the physical reality, you need your eyes open. Isn't that true? If you close your eyes, what will happen? You'll bump into things. When you walk in the spiritual reality, you walk by faith. If you don't have faith, the default is feelings. With feelings is, it is hit or miss. Sometimes you hit, you feel good. <laughs> wow, God, you're so good. But sometimes you miss. But if you walk by faith, it's not hit or miss. You will always hit it at all times. Faith is your eyes in the spiritual realm. 
Okay? Faith is your eyes in the spiritual realm. In, in fact, faith and hope, both are your eyes in the spiritual realm. But how does faith and hope come? How does faith come? How does faith come? By hearing. Hearing what? Word of God. So if you don't hear God's word, you will not have faith. And if you don't have faith, you are walking blind in the spiritual realm. Because you're led by feelings. And then we are just blaming God all the time. Oh God, I feel so depressed. Oh God, I feel so sick. Oh God, I don't feel like going to church. That's why we don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. In the spiritual realm, we walk by faith. So for you to have that faith, it comes from God's word. Hearing God's word again and again. It's not a one-time thing. That's what I'm saying. It's not a one-time thing. Is when, when you're walking, is seeing a one-time thing? Do you have to constantly see where you're, where you're walking, where your steps are falling? Can you be like, oh, I saw, oh, I saw the door, now I can close my eyes and go. You can try, but you might hurt yourself. But that's what you do with your Christian walk. Yeah, I had faith on Sunday. Now probably this whole week, I'll try it out. Faith comes by hearing, not heard once. Faith comes by hearing and you have to hear again and again. Again and again so that you can walk by faith. Because if you don't walk by faith, you walk by, you're walking by feeling. You know, one of the works of the flesh is sensuality. Galatians chapter 5. Sensuality is works of the flesh. Sensuality is giving in to the senses. I don't feel so good. Don't be a feeling Christian, be a faith Christian. Let feelings follow you. Feelings will follow your faith. See, feelings are good. They are meant to be enjoyed, but don't let them master you. Emotions are good. They are meant to be experienced and enjoyed. But don't let them be your master. They are bad masters. Oh man, they are bad masters. So when you wake up in the morning, I have the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. You don't have to feel it. You have to believe it. When you believe it, faith will come. When you believe it, feeling will come. Joy will come. So you begin your day in faith. So you move from faith to faith, not feeling to feeling. I'm feeling low, but I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Amen? So you, you and me need to hear constantly, we need to hear God's word to have that faith. Need to hear God's word to have that faith and to stay on that faith. Otherwise, we will be hitting and missing. Maybe you can try this once, you know, just, just one day on a weekend when you, when you don't have any responsibilities. Just put a blindfold over you and try it, you know, just, just try it. Maybe you'll, you'll understand better what it looks like not living your life on faith. Tell me how many times you bump. 
And what all do you hit? Maybe that will give us a better understanding of how important it is to walk by faith. We don't close our eyes, we open our eyes by faith. And the word of God tells us exactly what to believe. So keep hearing God's word. Amen? Okay. I want to tell you something practical. Uh, so turn with me to Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. Are you with me? Yes. Okay. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. God doesn't make your way prosperous. You make your way prosperous. Okay? So it is not up to God to make your way prosperous. It is up to you, you, you need to take responsibility. So if your way is not prosperous, don't blame God. Don't, don't put it on God's sovereignty. You make your way prosperous. Okay? Now how do you do it? By confessing and meditating God's word. How do you do it? By confessing and meditating God's word. Now, the illustration that I have is, have you seen a gun? Okay. Now the gun, if you, if you just pull the trigger without the bullet in the gun, what is going to happen? Nothing is going to happen. Right? There will be no impact. But, if the bullet is there and you don't pull the trigger, what is going to happen? Still nothing is going to happen. You need both. You need to put the bullet in the chamber and then pull the trigger, then you'll see the impact. Faith is your gun. Okay? That bullet is the word of God. Pulling the trigger is confession. Is declaring. So, by meditating on the scriptures, you get the Rima word by which you put in the gun and you pull it by confessing. That's why you need to meditate. You need to confess at the same time. What did Jesus say? Jesus said, if you say to the mountain, be lifted up. Now, for you to say to the mountain, you can't just say it by your own, by your own wisdom. You need to hear God's word. Without hearing God's word, you don't know what to speak. So when we talk about speaking, you're not just speaking anything. You have to hear what God is speaking and then you... You echo the same word that God is speaking and that's when you see the impact of the word. The word is a double-edged sword, right? Double-edged. One edge is when God has spoken. The other edge is when you speak. So you need both. When you meditate on scriptures, you hear what God is saying in that circumstance and you have to confess it. You need both. Meditation and confession. Now a couple of things that you need to look for is when you confess, you have to make sure that your heart is in sync with what you say. 
If your heart is not in sync with what you say, it is not going to happen. So for example, you, you're praying for healing for somebody, but your heart is not there. Why? Because Jesus said, speak to the mountain without having doubt in your heart. So what you speak should be synchronized with your heart. Because faith is of the heart, faith is not of the mind. So what you believe in your heart is what you speak. You know, that's why Jesus, he looked at the Pharisees and said, you hypocrites, how can good words come out of your mouth when there are evil things hidden in your heart? So when you speak just words without it really changing your heart, you're a hypocrite. Okay? So with meditation, what you're doing is you're allowing that word to change you. If the word can change you, if the word can change your heart, know for sure that the word will change the atmosphere. If the word, let me say this, if your prayer does not even change your heart, that prayer is not going to have any effect. Your confession did not change your heart, did not change your posture, your confession is not going to change the thing that you're confessing for, you're declaring. So it needs to change you. If it changes you, that is the assurance. Faith is the assurance that when you speak into the atmosphere, it will be done. Okay? So when we are doing meditation and confession, don't think that we are trying to twist God's arm. We are in fact just trying to get our hearts right. Get the posture of the heart right. Because once the word comes in the heart, and if it can impact the heart, then we know that the moment we speak, it has happened. So whatever you're believing for, you have to receive it in the heart through the word. So if you only do confession, which is like a mechanical thing, you just confess, blessed, I am blessed in my coming, I am blessed in my going, but there's no heart transformation, it's not going to change. But if you only have that belief in your heart without the confession, still nothing is going to happen. You need both. It's a combination. Believe in your heart and you confess. So when you believed in your heart that Jesus was raised from the dead and you confess that Jesus is Lord, you were saved. So it's a combination. So you hear the Lord, believe in your heart and confess. Hear the Lord, believe in your heart, confess. Anything that you do following this, you will always overcome the world. No matter what the circumstances. Always. Always. But here's another thing. When Jesus sent his disciples two by two, he said, heal the sick, preach the gospel. All of that, right? Did he ever say, pray once and heal the sick? He just gave them the commandment, heal the sick. I don't care, you pray 100 times, but that sick be better healed. To have that attitude that I am not going to let go, that attitude of persistent faith that if God has commanded me to speak to this mountain, I'm not going to stop speaking until I see it move. We stop after we prayed. Ha, oh, yeah, I've done my part. Then you're waiting for the mountain to move. It's not moving. What do you do? Speak again. Speak again. 
speak again. Speak again till you see the result of it. Okay? Now, see, everybody has been, as a born-again believer, everybody has been given a measure of faith, meaning we all start with the same measure of faith. But faith is like a mustard seed. That means it has the potential to grow. So the more you steward your faith, the gun gets bigger and bigger. Okay, so maybe when you began, you probably had to trigger it 100 times to get something going. But after five years, the same problem comes. You don't have to trigger 10 times. Just once you say it, it's done. That's why Jesus, when, his, when he said the word once, and it happened. Amen. Now we are thinking, we all, see, we all want to be like Jesus, yes, and you have the potential to, but you have to grow your faith to that level. So the more you steward your faith, right, you are increasing the level of your faith. Is it possible that we can experience the same results that Jesus experienced? Oh yes, and that is what we are called for. But till then, we will meditate and confess. Meditate and confess. Without giving up, we'll meditate and confess. So God asked us to raise the dead and we prayed for the dead and it did not get raised. We pray again. And didn't happen. Look for another dead. Pray again, it didn't happen. Look for another dead. Pray again, it didn't happen. We'll keep doing it till we see it. Yes. But we will not give up on God's word. Amen? 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 So don't give up. Don't give up on God's word. And the other thing is, let your mouth and your heart be synced, be aligned. You have to align your mouth and heart. Amen? One of the reasons is because whatever happens in your heart is what you experience as life. I don't experience, my life is not the same as Jeremy's life. Or my life is not the same as Blessy's life. Blessy lives her own life. I live my own life and we live in our own world. Where the sun revolves around me. Isn't that true for you? Yes. So what is in your heart flows out to be your life. So if you can allow the word to change your heart, you can be sure that when you release that word, it will change the atmosphere. Yes, amen. 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 So let your prayer change you first. It will change. It will move that mountain. Faith can move that mountain. Mountain moving faith. Mountain moving faith. <laughs> Amen. Are you guys excited? Yeah. That's all I have. But I pray that you will practice meditation and confession. Stay on that word. Amen. Stay on that word. You can take any scripture portion. So... You, for example, you want healing in your life or you are praying for healing, you're believing for healing. Find scripture portions that are related to healing. For example, by my stripes, by, by his stripes we are healed. 
So you take that scripture portion and you meditate on it till it becomes a Rima word. What do I mean by a Rima word? What I mean by a Rima word is it is the now word that will need your releasing. That Rima word, you will know it when you have the Rima word because it's the Holy Spirit that gives in you. The Holy Spirit will, will deposit within you. And you will know it. When you know it, speak it out, it will happen. So a couple of months ago, you know, I was just listening to a sermon and I heard the Lord say, overtaking blessings. And when I heard it, I knew it was from Deuteronomy 28. I've been meditating on that verse for a long time. But this time I heard the Lord say, overtaking blessings. So I got up from my chair and started confessing, the blessing of the Lord shall come upon me and overtake me. The blessing of the Lord shall come upon me and overtake me. Now understand, at the moment I had some financial liabilities, okay? There was a bill that needs to be paid. You won't believe within two days I had finances come in to pay off that. Now, no matter how much you're blessed in your finances, it's always limited. And they finish, right? Again, I, go, get, got, I went back to the word and said, the blessing of the Lord shall come upon me and overtake me. The blessing of the Lord shall come upon me and overtake me. Why? Because this is the word that I received from the Holy Spirit. I know it's my Rima word. I know now I no longer will lack in finances because of that one word that the Holy Spirit has released. So every time I confess, I see God's provision. Every time I confess, I see God's provision. All that you need is a Rima word from God and you can get it just by meditating on it. Just by meditating on it. Once you have a Rima word, you confess it. Mountain moving faith. Amen. You are born of God. You can overcome the world. So no excuses. No excuses. You have the potential to overcome. Yes, amen. amen. Not your pastor. You. Amen. You. Amen. <laughs> No victim-mindedness. Okay? Amen? Amen? You, you can be absolutely overcomers of the world. Amen? Faith, faith, faith. So stay on God's word. Stay on God's word. That's why I've been encouraging, you know. I love encounters. I've had visions, I have dreams. I can, I can go on and telling you about the crazy encounters that I have, but I can tell you this. If you're only left with just encounters without God's word, it will just give you a temporary push. But if you heard God's word in that encounter, it will change your life forever. So even when you have encounters, Ask God for his word. God, what are you speaking to me? It was not the burning bush that let Moses into Egypt. It was the voice that he heard. It was not just the white light that Paul saw. It was the word that he saw in the white light. So word, focus on the word, focus on the word. That's why even if it is not spectacular, you know, you didn't have a spectacular encounter like some people had. That's absolutely fine. You have the word and you can hear the word and the Holy Spirit in you will give you the ability to hear the word. So stay on the word. Stay on the word. 
Here's my question. Would you have spectacular encounters and no fruit or would you have normal encounters hearing God's word and have massive fruit? What would you want? I want massive fruit. I'm nothing against encounter. Please understand this. But this whole drive of us moving from one encounter to encounter, we don't realize it is killing our faith. Don't be a sensual Christian, be a faith Christian. Amen? Amen? The word of God is in your mouth. Confess it. <laughs> Amen? That is the word of faith. Amen? Believe in your heart. Confess with your mouth. You shall be saved. God bless you guys. God bless you.